0: All right. Well, welcome back to the From Many People's Strength podcast as I'm Jamie Nugubauer, joined by my co-host guest, whatever you want to call him, Matt Gourley is, uh, you know, during Canada men's national team windows during this octagonal and hopefully other times as well uh, in the future. Uh, you know, we talk, convene, uh, try to be your voice to some degree out there, voyagers and non-voyagers alike as we follow along with this glorious journey. Hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed. Nothing is settled to Qatar as much as people like to be, um, you know, extravagant in their uh, praise and uh, effusive praise of this men's national team. Uh, Matt, where do you sit? Are you brashly like I'm booking my ticket to Qatar? Are you very cautious? You know, everybody talks about how wounded we are as men's not na- as you know national team fans. Where, where are you on that spectrum?
1: I mean, I've never been a brash guy for, for, you know, I'm very like, you know, pump the brakes, calm down, let, get carried away. Both good and bad people, the sky's falling. I'm like, well, it's not that bad. Um, I'm pretty enthusiastic. I mean, you couldn't, yeah. we're at the point now where you could start being like, okay, if this happens and this happens and we need, you know, three points or four points, you know, you can start doing the math now. So it's, it's, you can touch it, right. It's there. Um, but there's work to be done. Uh, but you know, that was a great result on, on uh, Thursday night. So, you know, just need to to put together another really good result. Two would be great, but, uh, yeah, um, it's, it's very close and something I hadn't really considered, but, you know, her put it out there. Um, at this point now, if, if we don't qualify, we've blown it. So, um, it's a little daunting to think of it that way, but, uh, uh-huh. or I don't know the right word is, but, um, yeah but he's right. You know, it's if, if, if somehow it doesn't happen now, um, it's a pretty big collapse. So, uh, but you know, they, they're, they're playing with great resolve. They've been playing well for for months and if you'd be able to carry it forward, they're, they're magic to, to get over the adversity they've had been been faced with. And uh, yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's good. And um, I think there may be some conversations about uh accommodations and travel buddies and Uh you know roommates for for november when we get together in hamilton tomorrow so we'll see
0: oh very fun well for those that don't know canada uh after defeating Honduras, and we'll get into the match in a second uh is now uh, on 19 points after nine games in the octagonal in the world's final round of world cup qualifying and a lot of the smart people, not me, obviously, but the smart people, were saying that uh, you needed somewhere like 22, 23, 24 points probably to qualify. Uh, Canada has five more games, so that means that 15 points are up for grabs. So Canada hoping, I guess, for if, if they follow the math, five points for 15. And I was kind of explaining that to, to Jill. That's what the smart people were saying, my wife um and so she's like oh well you know that sounds doable and i said you know yeah but i i'm as i don't know i'm just the scarred jaded human being i suppose i've worked in sports too long maybe uh, i'm just I, i'm always i am in a state of petrification when it comes to the to the canadian men's national team so until until the ink is dry uh on thing on on plane tickets and whatnot then i'll uh and I'll live in a state of, of terror. Um but anyways, so a couple of days ago Canada Honduras uh a 2-0 win the boogeyman is slain at Estadio Olímpico Metropolitano in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. Uh and uh you know the uh the 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 way that the game was being built by John Herdman and we talked about it in our preview was uh that it was a wounded animal, a desperate Honduras team, us against the world, yada, yada, yada. Um, but in the end, uh, obviously, you know, there were some chances, and we'll talk about Milan Bordian in a second, but um, it, it did feel pretty comfortable for Canada. Would you say that's fair? Um, that
1: a lot of people use that word comfortable, and maybe that's just my own right. neuroses coming into it. I, I never felt that comfortable. Sure. Um as much as Honduras didn't create a ton, they created enough. Uh, yeah. and and I mean, I, I kept thinking about that Lozano chance, um, which wasn't much of a chance, but it was sort of a popped up little ball to the post and he had two men on him. He still managed to get a little bit of separation and he got a snap header right to the bottom corner. Like it was a really good header. Um, if there's any pace on the cross, that might have been a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're thinking, you know, defended Elise well the cross wasn't that great because the defending was good. The defending on Lozano was pretty good and still ended up being a pretty good chance. I mean, at least hit the bar from nothing, right. You know, they had two great, great chances to score. Um, as much as we're saying, you know, comfortable, Mm -hmm. um, they had that little flurry at the end of the half. And I was just having flashbacks to four years ago when Cad had a good first half at the early, um, lead with the MetroCard James header off the corner. And then they, they, they gave up the goal right before halftime and it was just a dagger. And I was just thinking, okay, they're starting to come a little bit. Let's just get to half time. And we did. And then, you know, um, good second half, but I mean, you know, hopefully it's a sign of a new era, new dawn, new day, but I mean, it's incredible that Borea made that save off of the uh the Ariaga header at the yeah. 70th, right? Like
0: and Ariaga um, was and you could see started for an opening, Ariaga was feeling that he, he was the whole so, game. He, he was, was he was rubbing his head in that in that body language way that you could tell he was like, like I, I think he it.
1: was he was about to head to the corner to celebrate. Like he just like, I don't think there's ever any doubt in his mind that was going in. And it's sort of funny, he might have had, there was a sort of a second chance that got blocked. He was still on his knees. Like, he was still yeah. like, he couldn't believe it. I mean, neither could I, to be honest. But, um, but yeah, so going back to the performance a little bit, I mean, um, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't a sharp performance, but it was, it was very professionally done. Yeah, right. Um, I thought, you know, it was a good, you know, full value for the win. They they were the better side, but, um. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, you, watching that Honduras team. They didn't have the same energy. Um, obviously, the crowd didn't push them the way they normally do. They are always they so usually come out of the gates just a million miles an hour. And you just kind of get a brace for that, like that energy. It just wasn't really there for them. Mm. And obviously, they're not. I mean, they know they're not going anywhere. It's it's a bit of a changing of the guard for some of them. It's you know, and they were you know, you see the frustration too. They they were. Just, pretty cynical fouls but Mm -hmm. um
0: but yeah i've seen worse i've seen worse uh hatchet jobs i've seen worse uh like just sort of a team that doesn't care hacking enough too i mean and, and, and i think it all kind of summed up by uh by the by 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 a story that was told on the air about what was came out in honduran media that one of their key guys andy nahar uh, didn't even answer the phone. <laughs> answer the that phone. was in the media when the Honduran manager called. He didn't answer the phone. I don't know if that's just sort of a, a euphemism in Spanish. Maybe yeah, I was, it was wondering that too. I was like, just something get a little
1: bit lost in translation? Like he he <laughs> he, he didn't ex, he didn't accept the call as if he called about up, but he said no, or like he yeah. like literally did not like yeah, He, he saw He's his like, name no. on
0: his uh, iPhone and yeah, Um said, "You know what." I think I'd rather just stay in preseason with DC United. Thank you. But I don't know. Interesting. Anyways, that's fine. I mean, again, we're, we need all the help we can get and yeah, comfort's the wrong word. I think bend and not break is a good one. Probably that was one that also John Herdman talked about a lot and people talked a lot about this Canadian men's national team is that everybody, you know, they'll, they'll bend at times because as good as they've been and, you know, even with uh, Alfonso Davies there and F- with Stefan Stakio there, they're, you know, they're not, you know, they're not France or Belgium or something either. Like it's, they're, they're still uh, a work in progress, I'll say. Um, So there, they are going to be moments of bending and, uh, you know, Milan Borian with some insane saves, but you know, before we get to Milan Borian, the goals, we'll talk about them quick. Daniil Maldonado, the own goal, uh, Gareth Wheeler, on the broadcast, quickly said, uh, um, you know, oh, the fourth goal for Tejon Buchanan or whatever. And everybody who was watching was like, oh, come on, wheels. Like, it was obviously an own goal. <laughs> like, it was the, pretty most, the most obvious, one of the most obvious own goals ever. Um, yeah, other than kicking at his own net. But it was a great play by Tejan, obviously, to get it on the right. Uh, take them Hunter and defender one v one step right by him like he wasn't there basically could have been me defending him there and uh chipped in the middle into a great space and maldonado uh, for honduras you know very little he could do in that situation but bang it in uh, and then the second goal was the thing of absolute absolute beauty absolute beauty but uh, you know that that first goal uh, you know uh, I'll tell you uh and you can tell me if you agree, Gourley, but I had nothing but faith that Tejan was going to beat that guy.
1: No, me neither. And, and we talked about uh, Diego Rodriguez a little bit in the preview, and and um you know he, he he's a wing back, he's sort of a, a a winger more than he's really a defender. And then you know that we talked about their fullbacks and and Kay, the uh or Quay, I don't know, the, the young guy that played right back, actually had a pretty good day. Really for good his debut. Probably played quite well. I was okay. I'm not sure why you haven't tried this guy yet, but he looks yeah. not bad. Um, but you know, I, I thought that's where you can get after them, right? Like, and then once you, you know, once you beat him, I mean, um, ten years ago, does Minor Figueroa get over there in time to cut that up? Maybe he does. He just didn't get there this time, but he mm. was trying to. You know, Figueroa is not nearly as mobile as he used to be, and then you just ask a lot for their their midfielders and Mejia and uh, and Ariaga, who are both pretty good, but yeah. Uh, Tayshaun 1v1 is hard enough for anybody. And, uh, you know, as much as Rodriguez is a, a, a pretty good in the ball and gets forward well, you know, I – yeah, Tayshaun, had thought that dead to rights.
0: Well, Tejan is – Tejan and and even American media and everybody is saying the way that Tejan has been operating, like he looks like he could cook most players in the world right now. Like, Like if it's – if it's you know uh, I don't know David Alaba or something out there like it looks like he's cooking them too I like, get it's just it's just the confidence I'm not saying for sure that's what's the situation and it, obviously he just sort of stepped into Belgian soccer but like yeah, does he look good when he uh, when he gets into those uh, into those situations?
1: He's looked pretty good for Bruce for a guy that just got there yeah. to be
0: perfectly honest. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the confidence uh, level is not a problem.
1: <laughs> and i i kind of felt bad for Maldonado. i mean he pinged that thing right across the face of the six Maldonado basically yeah. wore it like there's it nothing you could do it just hit him yeah. almost um and if he didn't if it didn't hit him i think it was going in anyway so
0: yeah there was a there was a canadian i, I think right
1: it was there. i think it was laird at the yeah. back post i'm not 100 sure i think it was yeah laird.
0: well like and kyle was kyle i thought was really really good uh over the course of the game there were a bunch of times in the game where i was doing the hockey fan thing where i was just like shoot it kyle shoot (laughs) shoot like from the point there was a
1: couple couple of those breaks where we had numbers and you know he kind of you know they were playing the pass a little bit i'm like if they're just gonna back off even to the 16 yard box have a pop yeah just shoot it shoot it It something we've, (laughs) we've talked about a little bit uh before but um the counter uh you know we've had some chances in a few different games where you know it's a 3v2 or whatever and it you know it it's not that even that they didn't score it's that it's like that didn't look very like you know what was the thought there you know there's yeah. that that chance where they kind of put it to the back post and went to um at a who then kind of cut it back and then you know the shot got partially blocked i'm like ah, oh, there's there was better movement and a better pass. There's a really easy chance in there. And I mean, they played the two V one with, with Laird and Hoylett pretty well, but again, I mean, it's a two V one. Someone's got to get a shot or, I mean, that, that could be the game, right? Yeah. Um, so nah, that's was, one area that I, you know, moving forward as we looked, I mean, if, uh, you know, touch wood, uh, you're in Qatar, you get a 2v1 against someone at the World Cup, you better score. Like, let's yeah. just be real about it, right? Like, you need to get a ball in frame, be, at least. Um, yeah. to, to kind of sidetrack a little bit, I thought it was a strange match in that. Canada was really wasteful on the counter, and mm-hmm. then the two-nil goal was just the most clinical, oh. precise, like surgical, like three touch to go fifty yards in the net. Um, incredible counter goal you will ever see, and I'm like, like we can't score in a two v one, and then we do <laughs> this. Um, yeah. I thought Borean looked super rusty. Um, you know, he missed that punch in the first thirty seconds. He kind of went wandering mm. a couple times. You're like. Milan, why are you twenty yards out of your like you know get back in your net? And then he was just unreal, Those unreal yeah. saves. Yeah, he was then, special. Yeah, I thought I thought Fraser had a a really rough night by and large. You Whoa. know, to the point where you're almost thinking, mm-hmm. should we sub him out before he gets sent off? Like, is there any options there to sub him back out? Like, do you well, think I, what about I,
0: What I want to say about Fraser is in the 38th minute, obviously Sam Piet goes out injured. <coughs> Part of me, so it's at the end of the first half. Honduras is ratcheting up pressure, trying to get something into the game here. Um, and uh, Frazier comes in. I guess he's cold. And, yeah, in the last 12 minutes of the first half, I thought Frazier was horrendous. Um, I he, I think he had a much better second half than maybe yeah, okay. you're giving him credit for. But the first 12 minutes, like the the contrast between the first 12 minutes, th- two or three giveaways that were just awful um and uh, and and you know th- one of the things about this Canadian team obviously is that's kind of under the radar is how many yellow cards they have um, they they,
1: but they have 11 currently if you're keeping track
0: yeah so it, 11 think, players, players on a yellow one it? or two of uh, those turnovers by Fraser turned into yellow cards for somebody else so again there's another well, at least, situation at least one of
1: them was his own yellow so
0: yeah so there you know he looked very nervous and and whatever but again kudos to a young player also kind of rusty probably hasn't played too much lately. He's in the Belgian second division now with a brand new move and then he comes back and lots going on. And, you know, I was in our chat room. I was really hard on him in the, in the, especially in the first half. And I agree with you, he looked awful. And I was like, Oh man, you know, where's K I guess he's not there. You know, what are the other options? Well, it doesn't really look like there is any other than we changing the formation. Uh, And obviously David Watherspoon has an injury. So He's not there. You know, there's no real other central midfield option uh, that kind of fits that uh, that sort of destroyer passer move. You know, player. Um, and then he grew into it. He figured it out. And then the goal happens in which you know obviously it starts with uh, Tejon tracking back, working hard defensively. The ball is one uh, to Frazier and then yeah, you talked about pinging that beautiful ball, but you know that ball was perfect, and Jonathan David. Everything about Jonathan David on that goal, uh, really was just world class. World class.
1: Is is great. I mean, and that is Liam Fraser's biggest strength. Is he has that great long-range range of passing where he could just drop it on a dime and just yeah. be that uh regista, the proper term for it. to uh, um, you know, that deep lying guy that spreads the ball around. But you gotta ask
0: Michael Bradley, uh, he would know.
1: Yeah. Um the number of like the number of guys that that take that pass <laughs> in stride is is not a big number yeah. i mean as great as that pass is it's right on him yeah, you know it
0: it was it, high it, though to, too to, even yeah i mean you
1: know?
0: it, i mean not it, not criticizing Frazier was perfect, but like not to, David, to again, it was perfect n- by him not to to change
1: sports but it reminded me of uh uh late in the, the, the NFL game two weeks ago or two week ago when the the Rams were late and beat a uh, 2D safety look by just throwing it over them, just a rope. I'm just like, you know, it looks like he's beating coverage for a deep bomb football. It would be yeah. easier to catch it than try and play it, but oh, yeah. just one touch off the chest, the header, and um, yeah, no, it's... And the fact that he was able to do that in stride keeps him ahead of the defenders and just makes that chance possible, so... Um it you know we saw that goal against Cuba at the gold cup where he kind of flicked it it was a little bit behind him and he took that touch behind him to flick it ahead of him and then didn't really break stride And that was magical too but this was I mean I don't know if you can top that Davies goal against Panama for just mm-hmm. ridiculousness but that was right, right up, up there, there. yeah absolutely best.
0: absolutely it was, it was amazing and and I think it uh, if you know, if there's a a Canadian men's national team 2022 Qatar qualifying bingo card, I think one of the things we all wanted to stamp was a game that we thought Jonathan David was 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 really important. Uh, and you know, obviously, we're thrilled with how he's doing in Europe and in Lille, and we're thrilled with you know you know the the fact that he bangs in the goals. Uh, but you know, we wanted to see him be in the middle of things, sort of have a team that's kind of built around him in some ways and a play around him in some ways. And I think this game they did. And he responded in a lot of ways. and uh, and that goal was was the exclamation point. So you know there was there was uh, I wouldn't say the criticism was too bad, especially because Canada was winning, right? Gourley, like you and I have covered sports for many years, and there's such a big difference between when a team is struggling. And a, and a key guy is uh, not really producing. And when a team is winning and, you know, it's kind of water under the bridge. So I think that was kind of the case with, with Johnny David. Um, but I, for me, Matt, it was extremely gratifying to see Johnny David not only score that goal, but uh, real, really be a big difference in this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, the volume gets turned down a whole lot when things are going well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, some struggles early on, but, uh, you know, big, big, big goal and a big moment against Costa Rica as well. Right. That, uh, you know, that it being huge in a match where there wasn't a whole lot going on. So, um, to get that, that goal to make things much easier in the last 15 minutes and in, in, in Honduras is fantastic as well. Um, something that's kind of developing, that's kind of interesting and is the idea that that lauren and David, you know, don't really work together and, and don't complement each other. And, that, you know, we can't really play both of them. And f- for me, um, I think we have to figure that out. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not accepting that, you know, they, they just don't work together. There's there's no reason they can't. They're, they're both mm-hmm. versatile enough to do different things. Um, mm-hmm. They're both smart. Um, they both can kind of have those, that you know, they're both finishers, but they both can kind of, do the to link play and the distribution. In fact, we're talking about uh, the first Honduras match in Vimo. I, mean, I went back and watched it and actually learned how to really nice day in terms of of link play and kind of connecting mm. the lines. And,
0: that's why and, I think and it's scored it's not, the penalty. Absolutely. Which is his job like, is to bang and go, really. That's, that's yeah. For job number one.
1: So. I don't think that they can't play together, so Okay. um I'm, I'm kind of rejecting that uh right now but you know having them build chemistry which and they don't play together that often and haven't so no. um and I, I honestly don't expect them to start both start uh, on sunday either but um i think you know moving forward having them both kind of be on the same page and I, you know you saw hoylett hadn't played with them in a while either i thought Hoylet played pretty well but at times they just weren't quite all on the same page the movement was a little you know yeah. You see a little bit of rust there, which is not surprising. You know, some of these guys haven't played in a while, and you know, everyone hasn't played together in a while, so um, it's going to happen. But uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, that's something that uh, solves itself with some time for everyone to play together.
0: There you go. So it was gratifying to see another win. Gratifying to see them win in San Pedro Sula, and uh, I love the quote that someone said that uh, uh, you know these guys were really, really, really young when uh, the Canadian men's national team would blow up and, and, you know, certainly they had their blow up and fail in a big moment, kind of big moment. I don't know how big the gold cup is, to be honest, uh, against uh, Haiti a couple of years ago in that, uh, in that quarterfinal at the gold cup. But, you know, again, some people think that they needed that bend and break moment to, to learn how to bend, but not break in games like this, exactly like this. So big time kudos. And uh, we move, have to move on because uh, time is a little bit limited but uh, the united states is the next uh, opponent the old enemy the old rival they limp over the line in columbus and one of the discussions that uh you know has been ongoing Gourley, and i don't know what you think about this is uh you know and, and sort of preamble again usa and uh, john uh, herdman and greg are republic about talking to each other on the phone uh you know over the over the last little while the usa manager and and, and it's almost like they both decided, hey, you know what? It would be a lot of fun if we both freeze our teams to death in this window and freeze the other team to death, too. And, you know, obviously when you're facing, you know, an El Salvador and a Mexico or a Costa Rica or whoever it is, uh, why not? I guess, Honduras, uh, why not? But, uh, you know, the other, from the flip side, obviously, it is that the uh, Canadians and the Americans have plenty of good, technical, talented players. Uh, and so there's that and again it was not was not pretty again for the usa and nothing is perfect american soccer fans expect their team to be barcelona or they're garbage there's no in between but uh or barcelona when they're good or or or, or garbage there's no in between um but uh i don't know what where do you kind of sit on that uh, debate quickly um
1: i which in terms of the weather
0: yeah just in terms of like whether because Canada and USA have talented teams they should try to you know find wow. the best yeah. the best field versus trying to make the Latin Americans uncomfortable like the Canadians and Americans tend to be yeah. when they go to Central America.
1: Yeah, I think the US should have played these games somewhere nice on a nice pitch <laughs> and just beat them. I mean it just I don't know why you we'll see if if it's if it's minus 20 and gross in Minnesota. I mean I don't know if Honduras They're gonna, gonna play
0: Honduras and Minnesota people. I mean, I guess that's what people were saying on podcasts about Canada playing in Edmonton. So there yeah, you go. But Minnesota for anyone for anyone who hasn't checked the
1: weather forecast, it's supposed to be like plus four in Edmonton on Sunday, uh, which is like 40 degrees Fahrenheit. I was yeah. howling. Like uh, really? Um, I can tell you right now, it's very cold in Hamilton. Um, not yeah. Saskatchewan cold, but it is chilly yeah. out there, so it's supposed to be much nicer tomorrow. Um warmer than it was at Ice Teca. So fingers crossed it's a little bit nicer, but, um, I personally, I mean, if the players would rather play outside in Hamilton than have the extra long flight to go to Vancouver, fine. That's, I'm, I have no arguments for what makes the players happy. If that's, what's better, it's a quick turnaround, obviously. Um, you know, with the earlier kickoff, even it's, it's even shorter. So, um, I get it. I, I, I would have been really happy to be playing them, you know, in the sky dome or whatever Roger center it is these days. But, uh, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a great match. And I think not only the the wind and the cold, but also the surface will play a factor, um, on Sunday. And I, I don't think it suits either team, but at least, um, at least in this match, you know, it's going to be kind of scrappy. So, you know, I, I, I only was able to watch the first half of the, uh, the U S El Salvador match and, you know, conditions really weren't a factor. It, 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 it didn't look that cold. It was right around freezing, I think, but the pitch played fine. It, it held up well. Um, Yeah. I mean, so the US's struggles were not really based at all on, on the weather and certainly it didn't affect El Salvador I Any, mean, They didn't seem troubled by it at all. Mm. Uh Some of them had like a couple guys had almost like, windbreakers on under their kits <laughs> and one of the guys like took a bunch <laughs> of stuff off after 10 minutes he's like on the sideline with his like jersey off he's taking off layers i'm like yeah it's not cold out
0: <laughs> that's funny yeah i guess they, everybody saw ice teka and was freaking right out yeah. and yeah i mean uh usa does have christian pulisic timothy waya you know Yunus musa tyler adams you know alfonso mckinney or Weston McKinney, pardon me. Imagine you put Alfonso Davies and Weston McKinney as the same person. That'd be pretty good. Um, But you know, and then, you know, they had, they have their, one of their first choice center backs in, uh, in Walker Zimmerman, Um, you know, so they, again, the Americans find a way we find a way. That's really kind of the point of world cup qualifying. You know, not, too often going to be very pretty, especially, you know, in CONCACAF. Uh, You're not going into Gibraltar where there's a bunch of firefighters uh, facing you like they do in Europe sometimes, right? Like it's uh, it's a battle. So, um, you know, the Americans found a way and the Canadians found a way. So you mentioned it not being pretty, but, uh, you know, it, it would stun me out of my mind if Atiba Hutchinson has any part to play in the game depending on, you know, injury and that kind of thing. But I I don't think he will, depending again on the availability of Estacchio and K, which again seems up in the air, Um, but uh, it's not ideal. But what are some of the other roster moves that you might see John Hurden make for this game?
1: Well, I think it starts with just assuming that Vittoria and uh, Hutchinson both are out. Yeah. Um, I think Vittoria could maybe go a little bit, as we saw him do uh, against Mexico, where he wasn't starting because he wasn't really ready to go 90. But once once uh, Daniil Henry kind of had a bit of a knock and then also was in a card trouble, it was like, yeah, okay, let's let's see what he can give us and he, he played well. Um, but I think they're both likely out. I think K, being on a the yellow, they knew – okay, we don't know what's going on with the stack here. We know a team is definitely not playing as the Americans. We absolutely needed Mark Anthony K to be able to go in Hamilton. So I think that's why K wasn't even on the bench because they knew, okay, we we have to drop someone to get to 23. We know he's not playing. So that's why, that's my assumption. I mean, that's not based on, on any, known fact but I, I think k is the first name of the team sheet i think he's starting and i think if sam pietz healthy and that's again a question mark with that ankle but i mean i think it's probably just sprained at worst so you know if if, if sammy can get it out i'm sure he'd love to um you know i think he pairs there um uh, you know i think we'll see johnson you know i sort of was like, i don't think johnson can play through you know back-to-back matches and i'm not sure if he should be you know, starting because he's you know. I'll never doubt Alistair Johnson yeah. again. I think I'll say what can do. <laughs>
0: I think he'll, I think he will play.
1: i think he will play 270 minutes over three matches and just be fine. And, yeah. you know, he's he's a machine that kid. He's just unreal. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think you'll see him and Miller both start. I have no idea who plays between them. It, it probably will be Daniel Henry. I kind of like playing Cornelius there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Scott Kennedy's match fit could he go back to back that quickly? Maybe he could. He was I thought he was really good against really Honduras. Good. It was great to see him have a really good bounce back match after not being great against the Americans and then and missing a bit. So um, and
0: and he wasn't good uh, to jump in there. He wasn't good uh, against Honduras and Toronto, Kennedy either. So. Um, yeah. Getting very gratified yeah. to see him do well. And again, he's been playing well in uh, his club team for Ron- Jan Regensburg scoring goals. And he's another big boy. So uh, obviously yeah, great a, to have him.
1: He's a good player. I, yeah. he's a lot he of could be in the
0: Bundesliga real soon, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, Cornelius is playing pretty well in Greece to have been able to see a few of his matches. Yeah. He's you know he, I like having a, he's a real defense first guy. He blocks shots. Well, he's just that yeah. you know, he's all he's alert, right? He, but yeah you know, been, so been a captain at
0: many teams too, so he's a leader. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I think he, he he's not naturally that that liberal kind of guy, but he's played that a little bit at youth level. Like we've gone to three to back, he's been the free yeah. guy. So maybe I'm not sure, um, but I think I think you know Richie Larrea will start. I think almost for sure. I think Cannon starts. Whether they both start on the wing in the three four, maybe I think we'll see Osorio. And then it's a matter of does Miller start? I don't know if Hoylett's going to go back to back, having not played a ton. Yeah, that would surprise um, me. I, I don't really think we'll see both David and and Laren. I think probably Laren will start. Um, so that it could be, you know, does, does Ekpebo get in there? Does Cavallini? They said Cavallini yeah. had a good has had a good camp so far. Is looking sharp. Maybe. maybe. You start him up top and get Laren kind of on the left there. Um, yeah, there's there's some options up front, but I think you know I think got a pretty good sense of at least seven of the starters are, are pretty likely. You know, I think we'll see see Laren Buchanan on the wings, and you'll see K and you know hopefully Stackio, but if not, either Piet or or Liam um, or, uh, Frazier. So I mean, yeah. there's just no other options there, right? Yeah. I can't see them trying to put like an Osorio in that role. Yeah, there's just not really anyone else that fits. Another option is
0: that uh, they like actually just play Atiba uh, in this game and then not against El Salvador and just say go home after this one.
1: I I just um, don't know if he's got it in him. I really don't. Um, Maybe yeah,
0: yeah. I mean he he's he's 38, but he's so in shape, and again he's not playing. Three games he's playing two maybe yeah. this is a game where uh also you know and everybody wants to win all the time there's no question but I think both Greg Burhalter and John Herdman have it in the back of their minds that if they each got a point in this game it's also not the end of the world I know that's not necessarily their their mindsets but uh that's sort of you know almost how I'm I see it that you know I I'm kind of if we were going to make a prediction I would predict a draw uh, and, and you know, let's have a gentleman's agreement about, you know, who we're starting. Not gentlemen's gentleman's agreement about trying not to win or not, because you always want to win. But, um, you know, I'm sure they're in conversation about uh, about managing windows and things like that. Hey, we'll see what happens. I mean, Boryan was great. Could we see Kripal? Like, you know, I think it's kind of all up in the air.
1: Oh, I, I think there's no doubt Boryan starts. But yeah. I, I think the U.S. for sure. Want something out of this match, but they also are thinking. I mean, we have a match. We really need to win. We need to beat Honduras at home. It's a winnable match, right? It's yeah. you've got a team bottom of the table at home. It's a match you should win. So, um, if you want to rotate the squad, maybe now's the time. That being said, I don't think they're going to. I think we'll see. I think we'll see. You know, the NMA midfield with uh, McKinney, Musa, and Adams. I think you'll see Dest. I think you'll see probably Pulisic. You know, maybe way at comes out for Aaronson. I think Pepe probably starts up top. Um, you might see Evelyn come in, whether that's Evelyn coming in on the right and uh, Desk going to the left or quite how that works. We'll see. Um, I think Miles Robinson maybe will start ahead of Richards. I thought Richards was great in the first half of what I saw. Uh, Zimmerman played quite well considering. I mean, actually, He always
0: I, does, man. It's frustrating. Like, every well, time, is funny because every time he, he puts on a USA jersey, I think he plays he, so well.
1: He was kind of out of form and and he he got dropped there for one of the windows and then now he looks really good so i mean i every know, time i see him
0: he's a monster he, he
1: he played i mean it was funny because el salvador was out working the us and we're kind of all over them and we're winning a lot of the, the second balls um and the us was just not doing anything at enough pace it was a little bit ponderous for them in the build but you know, it didn't really look El Salvador awesome was going to be too dangerous, but at the same time, they, you know, they get a couple touches and move the ball. And, you know, it wasn't like they were just hoofing it clear. It was like, they'd, they'd win a ball and they'd take a touch and they'd make a little pass and make a little move. And it was like, they look really composed. Um, so what they did get into some good areas, you know, Zimmerman was called on to do some good things and Adams put some fires when yeah. they were able to find some space in the break. So they, you know, they, they had to put in some defensive work, especially because, you know, Serginio Dest is halfway down the pitch at times too, right? You got, yeah. you got some covering to do, so um, it's, it's a little bit too bad. Canada doesn't have quite uh, all the weapons that they might have on the break, but it's still there's, there's guys that can hurt you if, if the U.S. Uh, pushes too far forward. The one really interesting thing for me in this matchup um, is that the team that really has had more of the ball and been more proactive has lost. I think mm. the last four matchups um, cuz Herbin really was all about we need to you know we're going to go down to Orlando and we're going to dictate things and we're going to you know kind of turn the ball over bad areas all over the place and gave yeah. up really quick counter goals bang bang bang. whereas in Toronto they really tried to clog that midfield and just, uh, strangle out the the distributing six that the US was really using at the time mm-hmm. and that worked out and then obviously in 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 Nashville um, you know, the U.S. had a ton of the ball and just looked pretty devoid of ideas in terms yeah. of breaking us down. It wasn't until, you know, throwing backwards and a bad touch and then it's ping, bang, bang in the back of the net. But um, I think looking to play on the counter will suit Canada if that's the way they go. And I kind of hope they do because I think that will suit, uh, suit them well. Um, you know, the Gold Cup game was a little bit funny just because the U.S. scored within five seconds. So it just, you know, ended up being a different game. Certainly Canada was on the front foot for much of it afterwards, they still didn't come up with a win, but that's a little bit of an anomaly just because of that early goals, score effects and all that. But
0: Yeah. Well, we're, we're going to see Ricardo Pepe. We're going to see Brendan Aronson. Uh, So, you know, the young, you know, the young up and coming superstars for this UN's men, US men's national team are going to be out there. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how both teams, uh, line up. But the, one of the things we talk about in terms of, uh, scoreboard watching and whatever, and certainly, you know, again, I think it's, yeah, you, you mentioned it and you were right. Like it's good that Costa Rica beat Panama. Cause again, that brings us, I guess, closer to, to clinching something, but that's the nice thing about being in first place is you don't really need to scoreboard watch if you win the game. So, um, wonderful for Canada as, uh, You know, they move on and it should be very interesting in Hamilton on Sunday uh, in the evening or the afternoon, rather. And uh, I'm glad it's in the afternoon because I have a hockey game to call. So right after. (laughs) And that means that I can watch the game. Uh, I'm not sure that I'll be able to watch the, uh, the the game against El Salvador live. We'll see. Uh, or maybe I'll have it on while the game, while my game that I'm calling uh, is going on. I don't know. Don't tell anybody. Uh, but uh, Gurley, uh, I'll give you the last word. What are you expecting from this Canada USA game?
1: Um, honestly, I'm a little unsure of what to expect. I expect it will be um, a little scrappy, very hotly contested. I think both teams will get after it. Uh, I think it'll be a little bit physical. And, um, you know, I think much like you, I think if I had to bet on an outcome, I'd probably bet on a draw. Uh, it might be a low-scoring draw. Uh, we'll kind of see, um, you know, uh, goals may be even a premium. and, and So I, I, I think, you know, obviously set-pieces are big. U.S. hasn't had a lot of success on set-pieces, but they're really dangerous on them. And I think they're maybe due for, for something off a set-piece. Canada's been good off set-pieces as well, uh, three goals so far. Uh, and qualifying offset pieces so um well sort of four was a second phase but whatever um but yeah I think you know it could be a match where a set piece makes a difference I think it's gonna be really windy as always in Hamilton and uh you know I don't love the surface I know it's fairly new but I still don't think it's the best so we'll we'll see how it plays and uh but looking forward to it it's gonna be a, a lively lively atmosphere even with only twelve thousand people in the stands so uh i'm looking forward to it and uh, hopefully it's not too too cold for us
0: and as a toronto guy i uh, have to throw a barb that it is also too bad that it's in dirty hamilton i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding let's have a great time everybody stay safe gourlay enjoy it i know you're gonna be there now you're there in ham beautiful uh hamilton ontario right now and uh we'll talk you can hear we'll any sirens outside the window <laughs> i'm not even kidding there's been quite a few so far yeah, this morning just, so hey, uh, just make sure you clean off your shoes a little bit uh, after walking around again i'm kidding <laughs> i'm kidding hamilton people calm down they love hamilton but more than that they hate toronto so anyways Gourley, it's been a pleasure thanks for joining me thanks for having me